Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. in here, out there, all around the world to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) The United States Congress continues to be a brimming bucket of garbage. (laughs) After ditching the speaker for the first time in U.S. history, Congress decided, job well done. (laughs) Took the rest of the week off. (laughs) Seems lazy. Turns out, might have been an appropriate safety measure, according to Republican Garrett Graves. Jake, I'll be really candid. I think if we had stayed together uh, in the meeting last night, I I think that you would have seen fists thrown. And if the fists did start flying, my money's on Lauren Boebert because I've seen how fast those hands move, especially, especially below the belt. Now, the guy... The guy everyone uh, finds particularly punchable in all this is Florida congressman and man who spotted you from across the Build-A-Bear workshop. <laughs> Matt Gates. Everyone he works with thinks Gates is a sleaze, including Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, who recounted this story about Gates and then Congresswoman Christy Noom. At the time, he was a member-elect, so we was going through conference and orientation, and he walked up to him and said, Chris, you know, now Governor Chris, you know, and she, he said, man, she's a fine... And you can put the B word in place there. <laughs> Representative of Bouth Bakoda? <laughs> Mullen also mentioned Gates's most disturbing scandal. You got to think about this guy. Um, this is a guy that didn't have, that the media didn't give a time of day to after he was accused of sleeping with an underage girl. And there's a reason why no one in the conference came and defended him because we had all seen the videos he was showing on the House floor that all of us had walked away of the girls that he had slept with. He'd brag about how he would uh, crush ED medicine and, and, and chase it with, um, with an energy drink so he could go all night. This is obviously before you got married. Oh. Well, that makes it better, then. (laughs) Yeah, my friend Ted used to scam old ladies out of their life savings and then release them confused into the woods uh, before he had kids, obviously. (laughs) For the record, married people can still get crazy with the pharmaceuticals. I've been married 30 years, and just last night, I crushed a whole Lipitor into my sleepy time tea. (laughs) Okay? Jack. It's a cocktail I call CPAP on the beach. (laughs) 
So this guy is claiming Matt Gates was running around on the floor of the house showing his amateur porn to anybody he could find, to everybody who works with him. That makes him sound like the over-the-top bad employee example they use in HR training videos. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm told we have one now. Inappropriate behavior. What employees need to know. Hey, co-worker Roger, check out these videos. Wait a moment, Max. These appear to be sexually explicit in nature. It's okay. Look, it's me enjoying erectile stimulants mixed with caffeinated drinks and then having sex with women all night long. This was obviously before you were married. That is correct. <laughs> Cheers. Mmm. Blood is flowing like a river to my stimulated penis. Stop. What should Roger do? A, say nothing and walk away. B, contact HR immediately. C, let Max paralyze the government by firing the Speaker of the House. Yeah. All of the above. All of the above. With McCarthy out of the picture, Republicans have to elect a new Speaker of the House, and, and some of them are already trying to draft Donald Trump. And in, in return... Trump is, is playing coy, but there's one person who's really into him taking the job. Personally, I think it'd be the coolest damn thing in the entire world. You know, I, I would make sure he got a bigger gavel than the small little one that they have. Like, I, I, think, I think Trump needs, like, a... You could make it. You're a huge. craftsman, like, a, a huge gavel. My dad would have... My dad. I'm telling you, it would be super cool, awesome sauce. My dad would have the hugest gavel of the world. He's so big, he couldn't pick it up with his hands. He'd have to wrap both his arms around it and scoop it up and then tell it he loved it and please let me be the gavel, Dad. But... Is Eric Trump just Eric's not the only member of his family out there doing the family name proud. So is Eric's wife and Kirkland brand Gwyneth Paltrow, Lara Trump. <laughs> Last week, Lara released a cover of Tom Petty's 1989 hit song, I Won't Back Down. Take a listen. <laughs> you can hear the whole track on the new compilation album. Now that's what Lara Trump claims is music volume one on a horse. Now, shockingly, some fans. It's hard to tell, but there's so much auto-tune there that I think it might have been the horse singing. <laughs> Can't tell. Shockingly, the song wasn't an immediate hit, and Lara think she knows why. I already know my song was shadow banned. Uh, so many people told me on Apple Music, on Spotify, on Amazon Music, they wouldn't put my song on the radio because it was too political. Yes, too political. Her singing has been legally designated as domestic terrorism. <laughs> uh, one place. Uh, one place. Uh, <laughs> we already did the auto-tune joke. You gotta yeah. do the thing. One place they can't sal silence Lara is on Australian TV, where she gave an acapella version. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. 
You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Well, I've never been to the gates of hell, but now I'm pretty sure I know what they sound like. <laughs> fine. Yeah. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> Who am I to talk? Uh, oh, there's some news about former New York mayor and rubber... <laughs> and rubber practice head they use in periodontal school. Rudolph Giuliani. Rudy is at the center of a special counsel Jack Smith January 6th case against Trump. And now federal prosecutors have shown an interest in Rudy's drinking habits. It's the very first federal investigation ever to begin with the words, we're worried about you. <laughs> the reason for this Giuliani booze snoop is that January 6th prosecutors think Trump might use a so-called advice of counsel defense where he claims that he was a client merely taking professional cues from his lawyers... But that argument would fall apart if that guidance came from someone who Trump knew was compromised by alcohol. Oh, no, are you telling me <laughs> the insane leaky goblin that I hired out of a dumpster was drunk? <laughs> but, but he was the only one who knew where the dildo store was. <laughs> I don't... I, I... Look, look, I... 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 Look... Drinking isn't Rudy's only problem. He's also got massive unpaid legal bills. So, to raise cash, he's selling off his Upper East Side apartment, which recently showed up on Zillow for $6.5 million. The listing featured beautiful professional photos and one that Rudy took himself. (laughs) Of course, sure, got there. We got there. (laughs) I got a, I got a, how about, how about, how about, Of course, the true heart of any home is the kitchen. Rudy has a beautiful one. There's a butler's pantry, a staff room, a wine cellar, a wine fridge, a wine microwave, (laughs) and a wine washer dryer. (laughs) Yesterday afternoon, you might have noticed a strange sound coming from your phone because uh, there was a test of the emergency broadcast system. Did people get that? It was supposed to... Everyone should have gotten it. The test was scheduled to happen on every phone in the country simultaneously at exactly 2.20 Eastern Standard Time. But it actually went off two minutes early. So either somebody jumped the gun, or we just found out the government knows a disaster is going to happen two minutes before it actually does. (laughs) And if that's the case, why didn't they stop Lara Trump from covering Tom Petty? (laughs) 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 These tests are evidently necessary but some on social media were not too pleased, like one conservative journalist who complained that it happened right during the baby's nap time. (laughs) Thanks, Biden. (laughs) Hey, you think Biden's happy? It was right during his nap time, too. (laughs) We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Bob Odenkirk. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand-new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Diva Adaris. 
What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You know my first guest. Please welcome Bob Odenkirk. I'm great. Not it's great that. to That's be good. back. That's uh... great. Now, Bob, you're an actor, quite a famous actor. All right. You're also a member of the WGA. Yes. And how how is the strike for you? It's only been oh, over a well, week now. Oh, well, I'm very... Thankful and proud of my brothers and sisters in the WGA and how it turned out. You know, one of the things I noticed on the line when I went to pick it this time was it, it just knocked me over how diverse our union is now. And it made me really proud and thankful. Well, one of the things that you did is that with you and your buddy David Cross, mm. you uh, auctioned off a, a dinner. Yeah. to support the striking riders. You auctioned off dinner on eBay. Yeah. And uh, you pulled down a cool uh, $24,550. I, what is this person expecting? I, I'm only thankful that I'm not cooking. That's all I'll say. Did you, what did you expect? Did that surprise you, 25 Oh, grand? very much so. That yeah. is a very generous person who really loves Mr. Show. Yes. And, <laughs> and where, where are you taking them? Uh, I, I don't know. We'll find out. Have it you better made be contact nice. with who this person is? I have not, but the organization has, and yeah. we're going to schedule it, hopefully, when we can all be in the same restaurant together, and, and I will not be cooking. Okay. Because I make four things, Steve. Yeah. What do you make? I make... My kids know because I made it over and over, because I cooked for years at home. I don't know why. Sorry to my children, Nate and Aaron. Uh, shepherd's pie. So ground meat, oh, some geez. veggies, Frozen and potatoes. vegetables from a bag. <laughs> ground beef, mashed potatoes. And then I made tortilla pizzas, lazy pizza, lazy man's pizza. Yeah, you just get a tortilla instead of making dough or anything like that. Come on. An open-faced quesadilla. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, meatballs, because I like meatballs. Yeah. So we're having meatballs. That is a very, that is a very dad thing to do. And Why are we having meatballs? Because I like meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> and fourth in rotation was chili on spaghetti, which is how I used to eat it when they served it in Milwaukee. That's how they make the oh, chili. Really? And wow. I, I liked it like that. Wow. So those four things over and over and over <laughs> for years, it's not a good scenario. No, no. But, you know, listen, childhood is hard. You got to get through it. Yeah. You just got to get through it. But one of the ways that you got through it with your kids is that you, I, you wrote poetry with your kids. And you've got a new book here, your first children's book. It's called Zillet and Other Important Rhymes. Yeah. And how long ago did you start this project with your children? So I would, we would read books before bed, and we would write a poem almost every night. 
And we did that for a couple of years and collected them over that time. And I would write a line and the kid would write a line or the kid would start it or I'd ask them what they did today and we'd write a poem about that. And I just wanted my kids to see that they could write something like the books were just, we were just reading. And, and then I put them all in a notebook and I kept it on the shelf next to all their favorite books which included all the greats, you know, Shel Silverstein and Dr. Seuss and Caleb Brown. Is that what this is? That's what that is. That's the original right there. There it is. This At is the great. time. Old time. Yeah, rhyme. I call it old time rhyme. Oh. Uh, wow. And it's. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of nonsense in there. <laughs> this, uh, this poem is written on a piece of paper that says Odenkirk Talent Management. That would be my wife's company. Oh. And uh, my son got a hold of the stamper. <laughs> you know, kids love that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I kept them, and I knew there were a few good ones in there. Uh, and uh, the pandemic hit, and my daughter's been drawing her whole life. And I said, let's rewrite these, try to make them actually this rhyme. Your, there's your daughter. Right and there. uh, yeah, there's Aaron. Uh, there's there you go. A few years ago, I'm guessing. A few years ago. There you go. That's when we were writing the poems. And, and this would be Nate. Son. There you go. My son, Nate, with go. me with a beard, wow. doing Run, Ronnie, Run, the movie I shot back then. Wow. And... Uh, and so we rewrote them during the pandemic. Nate helped write, and Aaron did the drawings. And uh, I think it turned out all right. Well, they're, they're really fantastic. I've read a few of them, and, I, and, I, and I've enjoyed them. They're at my reading level. And, <laughs> and I was wondering, would you mind reading one? Oh, I'd love us? to. I like this one a lot. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Before, this... you, before you begin, what is a zillet? Oh, zillet is a word that my son invented for a blanket fort. He just called it a zillet one night. Let's make a zillet. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he said, a zillet, you know, with a blanket and a couch and a chair and, you mean a blanket fort? Well, yeah. And I go, but I think I like zillet better. So we called it a zillet from then on. Do you have any other family words? Uh, well, I used to sort of yell at the kids. <laughs> TPB. And that meant total proper behavior. <laughs> <laughs> it was based on Elvis Presley, TCB. Taking care of business. Taking care of business. Sure. But I thought, I want my kids. We're going, you know, we're going to Temple, TC, uh, you know, TPB, Total Proper Behavior. Right. Or whatever event we were going to. Sure. I don't think they ever cared that I said it, <laughs> it that way. It I thought, work. you know, making it an acronym would sound like cool. I'm going to be cool and behave like a little soldier. And it didn't work. Okay. This is a poem called Oh Shoelace, My Shoelace. It was a dirty old thing, but I never wanted one newer. Did I mention I found it in the street by the sewer? It was long and thin, threadbare, you might say. Its threads were all shredded and on full display. The hours I spent with it, tying knots by the score, and the untying part used up even more. I waved it around. The cat tried to swat it. The lace and I laughed. That old cat never got it. I slept with it and sang to it. I kept it so close. My mother shook her head. That old lace, it's just gross. Perhaps I took it too far when I insisted she kiss it. Now she's thrown it away. All my life, I will miss it. And there's a drawing of a shoelace. We have to take a quick break, Mr. Odenkirk, but when right. we come back, we will have more. Bob Odenkirk, stick around, friends.
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Right there, forget this thing. This fella is the author of Zillet and Other Important Rhymes, Mr. Bob Odenkirk. Uh, Bob. Yes. You are clearly a busy man. You're well, always, yeah, you're always, I stay busy. You're I like pumping to. out material, yeah. and obviously we can't talk about any of your acting projects right now. No, but... but- there are other. I understand now that the WGA strike is over. You've launched a couple other ideas. Yeah. Because you're a you're a dream factory. Is what I you are. I can't stop. I'm a busy beaver. Okay, and what, what you know? I understand. You, would you like to talk about? I do. I do. No, I can. I can talk about projects that I haven't started making yet. And I thought this is wonderful. We've got this great audience here. Uh, and- they're really special. I thought I would I would share my new ideas that I will make, depending on how much you like them. And I I brought in a, my own applause meter. Your own water. Yeah. And your own applause. Of course, I come is this, fully is this equipped. It? Yes. So, uh, if you could, it's a Heath kit. There you go. There you go. I love the Heath here. kit. There you and go. And this is going to judge. And which, I've got. And these are the these are the projects these are the right stills here. Stills I made. Okay, great. No acting involved. No, no, no. Stills. These are all reality. Are they? These were made by me in the real world right. to show you a sampling of sure. what the show might look like. So okay. first, I'm going to judge off your reaction which of these projects I will do next. So okay. it's kind of like fun for you. You get to decide my career. Okay, ready for number one? Yeah. You guys ready? Sure. Does it register? Does it register? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's working. Wow, I just want to make sure it was it's working. It's working. Yeah, that's working. good. One more time. What was that? Was that? Yeah. That's nice. That's it. All right, here's okay. the first one. I'm very curious about this. It's called Bob Eats Out of Cans. <laughs> this, looks, this looks amazing. Yeah. Is this, before I can tell, you're holding a globe. Is this a travel show? Well, there's travel involved, Stephen. <laughs> the situation is this. Um, you know, Stanley Tucci goes to Italy and Finding makes Italy. pasta for Yeah, people. exactly, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Phil Rosenthal, I don't know. He's All been everywhere, yeah. you know. Uh, I thought, I'll travel, and then I'll come home and just eat out of cans <laughs> and see what happens to yeah. me. Uh, and we then won't they, they... film the travel part. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. No, because know. to save money. You know, you're, I'm budget conscious. I'm, I want you to know I'm budget conscious. So it really is just going to be me uh, at home opening up cans. What do you think? What do you think? You want to watch that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you got other options here. We don't know what's going to be next. Better than Let's I see. expected. Yeah, the... Uh... The next one, the next one is like this is this one was kind of surprising to me when I yeah. when I heard the premise. It's called Property Octuplets. <laughs> and I did right. you have seven? You have seven, yeah. seven twins? Seven, seven twins. 
technically. That's not the. That's not scientifically. Uh, well, they're they're identical. If you look, Jimmy, get a shot of that. Get a shot of this. Carefree look, with language even, like, here. This guy's the sexy twin. Well, I'll but... tell you. I have seven identical brothers, and we team up and do what we do best, Stephen, which is renovate houses. <laughs> so there's me, Bob, with Rob, Gob, Knob, Lob, Crob, <laughs> Hob, and of course Andreas, the one you pointed to. And we all have our specialties. Rob's the handy one, Gob is the funny one, and I'm the hot one. Just kidding, it's Andreas. <laughs> Who wants to see property octuplets? <laughs> wow. Jeez Louise, you almost winner. broke the applause meter. We have a leader so okay, far. Okay, here we go. This one, I think, is going to be up. I mean, oh, it's going to be like, people are going to be buzzing about this one. Let's see how it this goes. One, this, I, is taking, this is This one's taking here. some risks. It is. Yeah, this one is called... Admittedly. Everything Island. (laughs) Okay. What? Please, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gripped already. You've hooked me. It's every Netflix reality show rolled into one. (laughs) So so what we're going to do is we're going to get seven couples who've been divorced and are remarried, but open to dating. (laughs) They're going to compete for an island. They never see the island until they agree to live there for the rest of their lives, <laughs> naked and afraid, <laughs> for $10,000. Wow. That, I mean, that is... Uh, are you taking applications? Like, how is, uh, has the process started uh, to find We haven't people? started. It depends how these people feel about it. And I'll just add one more caveat. If, during the course of the show, if I have sex... At any time, uh, nobody gets any money, and I have to apologize to my wife in a reunion episode, and I'll eat out of cans. What do you think? I think think we have a winner. (laughs) You broke it. You broke it. Bob, what a pleasure! What a pleasure to see you again. Yeah, great to see you, Stephen. The book is Zillet and Other Important Rhymes. It will be on sale this Tuesday. The star of Everything Island, Bob Odenkirk, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing: if you want to see more of me, come to the Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you.